0: G'day, and welcome to the potty in which I connect with some of the most influential guests from across Australia and the globe to share their very inspirational stories. I was born with cystic fibrosis, a chronic illness in which I was told would most certainly ruin my life. But like many of the incredible humans that I have on this show, I'm on a mission to prove that we aren't defined by our circumstances, but rather how we choose to respond to them. I'm your host, the captain of the ship and the man in charge, Bradley J. Dryborough. And this is a lot to talk about. Alrighty, g'day, g'day. Welcome back to another installment of Three Mates. Must I say, in the last episode of Three Mates, we mentioned the need to get this back up and running more consistently. And I feel like this has been the longest break between. Any three mates at... Um uh, It's been a while. It's been a little while.
1: Yeah, well, it has to be over two months.
0: Yeah, I'd say definitely two months since I'd say we filmed. What, did, what was last our time. last
1: topic? That's terrible with me.
0: What was the oh. last thing we spoke about? We... We're we we're on the
1: ball to start here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have exposed us like that. But that goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's, but in saying has. that, we've had our head... Um, well and truly oh, consumed by this, this week's topic. The
0: last one was habit creation and distraction, yeah. extraction. Um, yep. But I guess today we've come together for a new topic, a topic that um, when you brought it, I think, to light, Foon's, mm-hmm. during the week, it it seemed to be something we all had some words to, to share on, mm-hmm. and it's a topic of validation. I'll pass the baton over to you, Foon's, to describe the homework for the week because this one definitely tested me and got me thinking.
2: Yeah, definitely. So I'll tell you the story first of how it popped in my head. I was listening to Russ's new album that came out probably two months ago when we filmed this, or maybe a month ago. I just listened to a song in the car. It was almost my first listen through. And one of the songs I listened to, I just listened to the lyrics of it and got goosebumps from it. And I was like, shit, I'm going to dig deep more into this. And then I seen that Russ had a podcast with Jay Shetty. So I listened to that and then Russ went like real deep in. Like how he seeks validation in his life as a younger man, as opposed to now, and then it got me thinking like, how do I seek validation in my life? Whatever it is, validation, and am I doing it in a healthy way, or how can it be done in a healthy way? And then that was yeah, pretty much brought it up with you guys saying I think that'd be a good topic for me anyway, if he's open to talk about it. I don't really know where it's going to go, but it's something that's like in my mind at the moment that I've been thinking about. So it was a good opportunity to sit down and um, run those thoughts through my head and see where we end up. So homework for this that we discussed was first try come up with a definition of what validation means to you without using Google then we can discuss what the the Google definition definition is of validation and then identify areas in in your life where you seek or receive validation and then go a level deeper and work out if this is healthy for you if this is um adding to your life or subtracting to your life in a positive or negative way Yeah
1: mm, I like it Yeah it, it- It's interesting because I've always I've never questioned what I think validation is. You know, you hear it all the time, or seeking seeking external validation or you know, you need that to validate yourself. And I stopped and thought, what what is validation? Like, what's my definition of validation? And so I I like this exercise because again it made me challenge something which I'd never really thought to challenge. And my definition of validation I think was close but maybe not completely spot on to the Oxford Dictionary Google search Mm. definition of validation. Um, And I think that's okay because a lot of these definitions are progressive and some of them are a little bit nuanced than you can maybe fit into one sentence. Um, But it was really fun to explore, you know, where validation um, pops up for me. And as Funi said, is validation okay? Is external validation always bad, or are there levels of it that are healthy that we can, um, that we need as human beings to to kind of, um, you know, thrive? Is there, a, is there an amount of validation which is actually healthy to have? Um, so, yeah, I'm keen to explore it and jump into it.
0: I found it interesting that, like you said, Joey, I really struggled to come up with a definition. In fact, I found myself sitting in front of my journal. Like, okay, I'm going to put some work into the homework for this app. And I sat there and I wrote the word validation and I wrote definition under it. And then I just stared at a blank page and thought, fuck, what does this mean for me? And what it, like, I couldn't even think what the actual definition in the dictionary would be. And then I found myself circling around, well, uh, if I seek validation, what does that mean? If I go to a parking station... And someone has to validate my parking. What are they doing for me? Mm. And so I found myself really thinking outside of the box and in all aspects and areas of life as to what validation does for us as human beings. And I think similar to what you said there, Joey, about the fact that definitions can be quite nuanced. I found that this, my definition was very personal for me. Okay. It's what made sense to me and yeah i'm really
1: interested to get into this so it's it's funny you say that actually because in my research you know uh, into youtube validation seeking validation and then a few other tabs of google searches what is validation i think the first few searches i had to double check i was spelling it right because all <laughs> of the all of the the results that were coming back were related to maths it's like a mathematical validation is when you know you're using an algorithm to validate a set of scores Mm. and then i go okay all right so maybe i need to do emotional validation is that what i'm searching for and it took me in this space where i go okay there's a few different areas of what validation is from a i guess a, a a mathematic or a business standpoint the idea of validating um validating sales versus the market, things like this. I go, just, oh, I'm, just gonna, I'm in a different spot.
0: I'm sorry to bump in, but can anyone else hear safe going ham on a fucking bowl of chicken and veggies in there? <laughs> I can just hear <laughs> the fork clinking the bowl.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, carry on. So yeah, so um, so yeah, I, I hopped on one YouTube video that I go, okay, all right, let's let's have a think. And it goes the definition of validation, and it continued to talk about business concepts. So the idea when you mentioned validating parking, kind of not what we're talking about. But also there was a little bit of validity to it because it spoke about, you know, assessing whether a business function was worthwhile and whether it was, um, you know, yeah, whether it was worthy. Is this function within business worthy? We need to test it through a process of validation. And that made me think, okay, so what am I thinking of? Validation on a personal level, if you are to validate yourself or to validate someone else, are we asking ourselves, are we worthy? Mm. Are we seeking worthiness? We need someone else through the process of validation to give us that tick of approval that we're worthy in whatever way or metric that we're trying to measure ourselves against. So whilst initially I'm like maths, business, where does this land with validation? I kind of married the two and thought, I think it does actually apply more than, more than I'd realized. But I guess that's for, the, for you guys to, to give me feedback on when I share the definitions that I came up with versus the ones that I researched. So yeah, it was interesting.
2: I love it.
0: How do we want to kick this off today? Who's going to go first? What order know, or are we I'll, thinking?
2: I'll, I'll jump into it. my um, my topic. I'll kick us off. So I reckon very similar to Brad like I sat down with a blank piece of paper and wrote validation I reckon I sat there for like 15 minutes before I'd even like written anything I was just sitting there and I was like I don't even know where to go with this <laughs> and then this is like a I wrote basically a whole page or probably more than a few pages and this is what I've summarized it to I'm still not even 100% sold on this myself but I got to um, internal external pleasure to let you know you're on the right path for better or worse
1: one more time for the people in the back.
2: Internal or external pleasure to let you know you're on the right path for better or worse.
0: It's interesting you use what... I
2: should put the mic up to my mouth there.
0: Eh? It's interesting you use the word pleasure. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing.
2: Well, I, originally I had another word <clears throat> but didn't work as well. But I feel as though like seeking, like when you get validated, it kind of feels like pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, see, I didn't... Uh, That word didn't cross my mind at all. I
1: didn't use the word pleasure. I used another word which might be a close cousin of pleasure now I think of it. But yeah, I'd never really thought of validation as
2: pleasurable. But you are kind of right. Why do you seek it if it's not pleasurable? Yeah, go a little bit deeper. Well then, so this is like, that was the, the summary that I did. So I sat down... And I was kind of journaling on the thought of this. Well, for me, there's definitely two types of validation, internal or external. So external validation could be like friends, society, goals, achievements, compliments, etc. Or even I could even tell the story of last, last Sunday when I were at Yachty's. I remember Joey gave me two nice compliments and I just shut him down straight away. <laughs> like I can't remember the exact specifics of them, but he said something. Like, gave me a nice compliment, and I was like, no, nah, not good enough. He can't. He can, <laughs> this man cannot, cannot handle a compliment. I'll tell you that now. If you want to challenge,
1: try to cheap shot Fooney with a compliment. He'll just knock that thing out of the park and just <laughs> dismiss it. He puts it straight into a spreadsheet and okay. goes, <laughs> doesn't add up. I hear what you're saying,
2: but, um, yeah, I reject the compliment <laughs> completely. Yeah, well, that's like, I haven't validated myself internally on whatever you're giving me the compliment on, so it, like, almost falls on deaf ears. Like, I appreciate it, but I was like works not done yet or like it's not good enough
1: let me let me go back to the question you just posed if it's not pleasurable why do we seek validation part of what i discovered with validation was maybe not the the pursuit of pleasure but more so the pursuit of like i mentioned before worthiness or security or stability so it's coming from a place of lack so For people at home, I've got my hands up in like a a neutral position. Say we're below sea level, we're in lack, we're underneath what is considered, you know, good. The validation is to get us to a point where we're like...
2: Heads above water.
1: Heads above water. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: My idea of pleasure is trying to get above water even further, being like, let me get higher than good. I don't know if when we're good, we seek validation to get that pleasure... I'd argue, well, in my experience, the validation rears its head to get us to a level of, all right, this is worthy, this is good, this is accepted. If I already believe that, I'm probably not just trying to get the compliment. Validate me so I feel even better, so I get a little pleasure hit. Um, I I guess
2: that's my experience with validation. Just saying I'm not not submitting my definition to the Oxford Dictionary (laughs) anytime soon. (laughs) Nor am I the judge of definitions. (laughs) But I'm just
1: kind of challenging the idea of... pleasure in my opinion i would say that
0: i've been similar to you of my thinking joey i think it's my past seeking of validation has always come from a place of of lack a place of trying to recover something of myself that i feel like i've lost mm. and so that's why for me it was really you know as you said that i really thought for a minute oh do i relate this to pleasure in any way and i don't think i do because for me validation feels like it's a it's a game so far outside of myself
2: my original definition was internal or external approval to let you know you're on the right path for better or worse Mm. and then i crossed it out and put pleasure
1: yeah approval approval is more in line with the definition that i brought up
0: So so talk to me about the areas like because I think this will reveal a lot, of, a lot of what the definition means or why that definition was, um, you know, what you landed on because I think the areas and the ways in which you do it individually says a lot about yourself.
2: So back to the two points of validation, internal and external. External was friends, goals, achievements, compliments, etc. And then internal, this is where I kind of, I didn't break down, but I had almost like an existential crisis and the only thing I could write down on paper was questions. Like, what is internal validation? I was like, is this linked to values? Is this quantitative or qualitative? How do I know when I've done enough? How did caveman seek validation? Like, how did my dad and my pop seek validation? Does this like, is this different in a different society? Like, do boys and girls seek validation different? And that's kind of where I got to for that bit. In terms of internal validation, I think it is different from external. Like, yeah, like how do you know when you've done enough? Like, I I don't have the answer for that
0: yeah it's, it's such a challenge like how do you know
2: it? when you when you go to bed at night and you put your head on the pillow how do you know that you've done enough
0: well what i come to on that similar question without giving away too much of what i wrote was for me in my own life and own personal experience validation feels as though it's at the opposite end of the spectrum to that of inner peace
1: yeah i'd, I'd agree with that um yeah, I mean, we, we're all just stuck in thought here. <laughs> for anyone listening, your phone hasn't glitched. We're all just looking at the ceiling because we're...
2: Trying to we're, read something on the roof. Yeah, we're, we're ruminating... <laughs> yeah, Cheat sheet ch- ch- on the roof. <laughs> we're ruminating with that because this is this is one that... Is internal validation just peace?
0: Well, that and that's what I think it is. I think for me, it's just internal validation is represented by a different word in my own personal dictionary.
2: I guess that's... The thought of having internal validation, I think, would feel that peace.
0: Do you think, can I ask, so when you talk about the areas that you seek it in your life, you gave a few examples there of, you know, those external um, those external things that you'd go to for validation. Is there specific areas of your life in which you feel as though you do that more consistently or are still challenged by?
2: Uh, well, those were just like general examples of goals, achievements, stuff like that. I wrote down, well... In my younger years, I've definitely sought external validation a lot. It feels like I'm a bit older. I don't know if I've grown out of it or just that, that validation doesn't feel the same anymore, so I don't seek it as much. Like, it's not as pleasurable. <laughs> basically, sex, drugs, and rock and roll was basically my validation when I was younger. Um, obviously, getting validated through women as a young man, that's very fulfilling. Um, drugs, obviously, I've had my issues there. Um, money all this wrote, wrote down money Which is also I'd say Aligned to um, Career as well um, Went to university I'm not even doing that anymore And then Another one I wrote down Where I seeked I don't know if this is Exactly aligned with validation But I wrote down um, Like my identity When I was younger Was like Almost like a bad boy Or a party boy I think I just Made a fake identity To feel more validated By People around me Yeah I was gonna ask there
1: Were you one of the ftb for the boys saturdays for the boys (laughs) the front runner yeah okay (laughs) well and truly so i feel like president of the club yeah we you can look at you know being validated by friends then or acquaintances it's like give me the the approval that i'm worthy and that i'm good and that i'm accepted like I'll do a backflip off this table if you guys will clap and cheer and make me feel like I'm one of the clubs. Speaking club, of that, I you know? went
2: through a phase when obviously I didn't have a lot of money when I was at uni. I'd go around the pub and find a guy and be like, if I can do a backflip <laughs> a backflip off that table, will you buy me a beer? And he's like, fuck yeah. And i do a oh backflip off the table. Dude, that and is like you buy me a beer. <laughs> you, it would have been so unconscious for you. But that's literally like you
1: walking up and going, if I do this thing. Will you validate me? Never and been. the thing is backflip. The validation is like literally the tick of approval is I signed that off. Here's a beer, mate. And it's like... It's almost like I'm a circus monkey. I'll dance for free beer. <laughs> Legit like validate me. Hey, hey, dude, do you mind validating me? Sure, what's going on? I just want to make sure I feel worthy. I'll do a backflip off this table if you let me. I mean, if you land it, I'll validate you. Sure, you're worthy.
2: Like It's so funny when you look at it. It's funny because it's true. yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have do a lot of backflips. Uh, I've done a few of my time <laughs> that way. I've seen I've seen him do a backflip in a park after a couple
0: of beers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you yeah. bought him the beer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well, on that, I actually had one bad accident one night. Um, there's a place called Cheeky Monkeys in Byron Bay. It's like it's a, a, re- nasty <laughs> yeah, it's a nasty place. Re- it's a it's a restaurant <laughs> in the day, and then at night it turns like a nightclub. Like all the tables are like stainless steel, and we went there, and I was like. Obviously, very. I, mean, I think pretty sure this was schoolies when I was just just 18 got there and somehow my friends had signed me up into like a dance competition. <laughs> so I came up there, I was like, "Fuck, I can't dance. What can I do?" And I was like, "I just take my shirt off, find something, and backflip off it." And I did that, and I was, my front of my shin slid down like the side of the stage. No. You can see, is that what Go. that mark is on your shin a few. there? I grew up riding push bikes as well, yeah. so like there could be a couple there. But, yeah, again, on the, the backflip story again there, except, well, obviously, uh, you don't feel much when you're drunk. But the next morning I woke up, I was like, yeah, I can definitely feel that. Damn, Damn.
0: It's interesting that for me, as I thought Did a lot win? about this. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Not worth it, man. <laughs> I
2: couldn't. I still can't dance. <laughs> I don't know why that. Well, obviously, friends just stitched me up, put it in there. But I was like, right, right, I'm on stage. Everyone's looking at me now. I was like, I've got to turn one on here. Yeah, definitely
0: right. more of a salsa guy. <laughs> it makes me think a lot about the fact that when I consider this topic and the areas in which I seek validation or have in the past, it come back to understanding why you seek validation is to ask a big existential question of who am I? And like in understanding who you are, then you understand what triggers you, what makes you feel not worthy, what areas of your life you've maybe never questioned that. Because there's areas of my life that I've never questioned myself or needed validation because I feel very secure in those areas. Mm -hmm. There's some areas where I almost still struggle with it Mm -hmm. consistently. And so I think at the core, it was like for me, fuck, who am I is going to provide a lot of the answers as to why these things may or may have been real challenges for me.
1: I think I, I resonate with that, definitely. The idea of saying, who am I, and then going... Like, is that okay that's the validation bit for me being like who am I objectively this is how I show up in the world and then the, those parts that you've identified being like well, like is that okay is that enough is that is that worthy I'll use the word again and when you don't know or you don't believe that's when you enter the world to validate to try to seek validation mm. not to validate to seek validation like who am I I'm this type of person I don't know if that type of person is enough or is good. Let me seek validation and make sure other people can sign me off and say, yes, you are good. Yes, you are worthy. Yes, you are lovable, whatever it might be. Um, It's just like this cry for, like, tell me I'm doing okay or tell me I'm sexy enough or tell me I'm fit enough or tell me I'm successful enough. I think that's what it is. It's just a cry for, like, can you just tell me that I am what I hope I yeah,
2: but I'd even argue like someone with internal peace or someone who's very validated inside if a very cute girl compliments you like, you're still going to feel good at some point, I think. Oh, and, for sure. And that,
1: that probably brings us to the question of like, is all validation bad? Is there a healthy amount of validation? Can validation be, you can't like, you can't completely remove validation from your life.
0: It's going to happen as a, as a consequence of showing up and being in the world
1: and also it's almost this like i think in a healthy aspect the idea of seeking and receiving feedback you know i will i will seek validation within my friends group for example uh, a cohort of people that i love and trust saying hey so uh, this thing happened and here's how i behaved was that like like the right thing to do ultimately that's me seeking validation so that you guys can pat me on the back and go yes that was the right thing to do joe you're still a good person that to me is seeking validation i'm going to go
0: and do it again because it feels very it feels like a very um let's say on point question or on point quote to use right now for this situation and we've spoken about it so many times throughout the pod but Rich DeVinney, Navy SEAL, said to me, Brad, the quality of your life is directly proportionate to the quality of questions you ask yourself. And when I sat and thought about this topic and the motivation to receive validation in any area is to ask, what's my motivation for this action right now? Like, what's my motivation for going out and doing this particular thing and knowing that validation may come from it? What's my motivation in in going about this task knowing that outwardly people will give me some feedback on that and it made me think about let me play a scenario out here for you and paint a picture right it's it's Sunday it's 630 p.m. and you've rocked up at the restaurant that you've been thinking about all day you haven't eaten lunch because you've been waiting for that spaghetti carbonara that you've been told about that you've seen pictures of on Instagram and the idea of it has you fucking drooling at the mouth.
2: feels like this scenario is based on true events. It is based <laughs> on true
0: events. <laughs> you're there with the person you love. Your best friends are waiting on the inside at the table. Not Joey, he's running late. <laughs> Your family's there. All the people that you want to spend time with, the food that you love the most, and you're there with those people to enjoy that experience. So you, sat down, you sit down, you order that carbonara you've been waiting for, and 20 minutes later, you hear the sound of that beautiful bell that comes from the kitchen and that's the sign that hot food's ready to go. And you fucking lock eyes with that weight staff like an eagle and you watch them walk to the kitchen and you watch them walk back out with hot plates in their hand a minute later and you fucking hope to God that they don't sidestep <laughs> set left or right and that they're coming straight towards you and thankfully... Because of God's will, they do. And that fucking pasta hits the table and you look at it and then you look at that serviette that wraps the fork and you pull that fork out and you stick it into the pasta and just (laughs) as you stick it in, that one friend goes, wait, nobody touched their food, got to take a photo. And you just look up and go, oh, God damn you, son. (laughs) Like, I'm ready for this food. And you, you know right now that that person is it that dinner not because they want the food or they want to be with you because they want to post about it on Instagram mm. and you question the motivation are you here for us or are you here for that thing in your phone that's going to give you a couple of likes and hey I'm going to put my hand up I've been guilty of that guilty at times guilty Shame. as charged we've all done it because we exist in a world where social media is so prevalent and I'm not trying to vilify social But I feel like the conversation of validation is more present than ever because we have these devices in which for the first time in history, we're in contact with thousands of people all at one time, all in our little space of our lives. Mm. And it is so unhuman. It is so new to us. So we're trying to come to grips with it. And so my thing is, I don't want to vilify social because what I do for a living exists because of some of that technology however if i'm going to engage in it i've learned after using it wrongfully and after coming um to grips with all of these challenges and, and at times using it too much to seek validation i've come to grips with the fact that i have to ask myself when i engage in that or when i engage in an event that i know i'm going to want to capture a moment of i have to say man am i there what people on instagram and TikTok and facebook and all those platforms are going to see or am i here because this experience means something to me Mm. and i think that's the question you have to ask yourself like why am i doing this what's my motivation and and for me that comes down to understanding whether validation is healthy or not
1: yeah it's um it's definitely you know we we lean towards social media as a great example of of people seeking validation because ultimately it's, it's a validation-seeking tool. Let me promote something which I think is going to be received well. Generally, this is, this is how people use social. Hmm. Let me publish something that I think is going to be received well because the kickback of that is a little bit of approval, to use the word that you had in your first definition, foony. And the more that I do that, the more ticks of approval I get... Hmm. And I think when it starts to land into into an area of unhealthy validation and lack and insecurity is where you now start to manipulate your behavior to reinforce that loop of Mm -hmm. I only feel good when I get that approval. So now let me behave in ways that I can almost guarantee that that approval will come and that becomes in the way of well, this type of photo got this type of response, so let me, whether it's authentic or not, behave in a certain way to get that same tick of appro- approval, and then it's just this loop of like... Yeah. You've, you're now operating out of fear, out of lack, because you need those approvals to keep your head above water, to keep you afloat. And when you're not getting that approval, you start to drown, and you're like, oh, shit, what made me feel good, in quotation marks? Well, when I did that behaviour... The tribe gave me a ticks of approval. Mm-hmm. So let me go do that behavior again. Questioning, like you're saying, Brad, questioning the intention and the motivation of that behavior, I think is the thing to catch first and being like, I know what I'm doing here. I'm posting this thirst trap Thursday because I'm seeking a little bit of validation today, as opposed to being like, like unconsciously operating in a way that you're only behaving like that because you need that approval. Yeah. I think there's two ways. Um, well, the, you're both you're seeking validation in both. Which one is um, consuming you, and which one are you at least aware of, and then able to identify as like, hey, was gonna do that thing, decided not to because I wasn't really operating from a healthy place. There, I was seeking a bit too much validation, and I know that the way to feel good about myself isn't necessarily leaning on other people's ticks of approvals always. It's probably internal validators that i guess we'll speak about in a bit more depth what are those internal validators that outside of everyone else make us feel good about ourselves Mm. and i think that's where we start to land on healthy validation um you know the 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 things that yeah ultimately we're in control of the internal but it still provides us levels of self-worth self-esteem and takes us from those positions of lack of self-belief, low self-esteem, and brings us back to neutrality, I think, yeah, leaning on internal validators is, is probably what I'd consider a healthy way to, to seek
2: validation. Yeah, <clears throat> one of the questions that I asked myself was like, when I was like, well, how did caveman validate himself? And well, then, like, how did my nan and pop validate? or seek validation, and then obviously my mum and dad. Questions. I think the big difference between, well, going back to the 60s or the 80s is obviously social media is very prevalent now. Like, I've sought validation unconsciously in my life, but I've never done it through social media. I've just, i don't know, it's never really appealed to me that much. But just thinking, like, kids these days, when I mean, they're kind of born into that world, like they'd be doing it unconsciously. And I think, like, in an example like that, it could be very unhealthy. Mm.
0: Well, I think the funny thing that um, I, I found really humorous last week when we sat down for a coffee at Yachty's was the fact that Foons' claim to fame is the only man who's run a marathon and didn't post it on Strava. It <laughs> still,
2: still sounds true. Yeah, and I was like, "That's it uh,
0: that's funny," and and I think in a very modern world, you're one of the very few pe- people I know only
2: yeah who don't
0: um, <laughs> who don't use social media as a tool of validation. Yeah. So for you, what do you think? Like, what's the tricky things for you to avoid when you feel maybe not worthy or that not enoughness comes up?
2: Um, well, definitely for me, drugs has been an issue that I've had for a, long, a fair while. I think when I'm when I'm higher, I'm on drugs. It's like it's almost like internal peace, as you said. Like it, it's I can accept myself or feel like I'm a real me. Or when I used to. Um, when I used to do drugs a lot more, that was like the addiction kind of was, kind of felt like internal peace. So I could look at myself in the mirror, like when I was high, and like it was fun. Mm. And that was, the thing I was like, I don't know, it was probably more internal peace, but how you link that to like internal validation, I think there's definitely a loop there. Um, definitely been like the party boy, went through like a, a bad boy phase. Um, Can I ask a question on that?
0: I hear a lot of people say, for them drugs or alcohol because of the way that it removes your inhibition and and almost in the moment not exactly post but in the moment strips you of the shame or the thought of shame do you think feeling as though you can be the fullest version of yourself the most honest version of yourself is super liberating
2: Uh, definitely feel like superman
0: because i think this is a big part of it i think that at the human level, we are all searching for, and I've actually written a piece that I'm going to share with you when it comes to my thing about exactly that, like where you spoke about feeling superhuman, I think feeling in touch with the self, like the truest version of yourself, is I think what people are trying to get to. But I seem to think, and and it's in my definition, that validation is just like a band-aid. It's a temporary response to... What, if not handled correctly, is a, is a permanent solution?
2: Yeah, in my a f- permanent problem, I should say. In my first draft that I wrote, I said something similar to that, whereas after you get external validation, it just leaves you chasing it more, mm. almost mm. like it's a drug.
0: Like dopamine. Mm. That's,
2: yeah. where I, that's why I wrote pleasure. I <laughs> <And> just <laughs> tore my head off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did. We tore his <laughs>
1: definition apart. We sat there for five seconds and go,
0: <laughs> Well... Yeah. You're not getting validation from us,
2: yeah, brother. Yeah. we refuse to validate. <laughs> <laughs> then we was carrying on for it. Like, I think I'm in a good place somewhat where I don't seek external validation like I did when I was younger. I don't know if it's just like a natural part of growing up or I've been fortunate or unfortunate to get validation in places that I thought would make me happy only to realize it doesn't change anything. You can only do that so many times before you're like, all right, something's not right here. Like, something's got to change. True. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much where I've got to at the end is almost like an existential question, like how does one know when they've done enough to receive their own validation?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting you've, asked, you've said that question because I was just about to pose something. So you don't seek as much validation as you did when you were younger. There's actually, like if you think about the inverse, how can you validate someone? So how can I validate someone's experience, for example? So you might not have to seek as much validation if you have people in your circle that are validating you in a healthy way. For example, hmm. if you're trying to, to get these ticks of approval to, make you, to be able to you know, look at yourself in the mirror and be um, happy with that version of yourself, but then you've got a friends group that's saying, like, man, I really, I really see the progress you've made. I really like the person you are. I really love you as a human being. That's me actually validating you for you. So you're getting that pleasure. <laughs> you're getting that tick of approval, but it's, and it is external, but you're not actually seeking it. So I wonder what role that plays in you feeling the need to seek validation if you're in a space where you're being validated healthily.
2: Is that just. Does that just make it more, or it's external validation, but it's more authentic? Like, I don't know. Well, well here's well, what I, I think so. it is. Because awesome.
0: I, it's funny you say this. I literally wrote something like a couple of days ago. My, I'm pretty sure it's in this journal. It's a new one. Um, and I've just got, and and I think this speaks to environment for me and something I've been thinking about a lot because I've been on social media way too much lately. And That's I've a written word. real conversations are greater than DMs. Real connections are greater than followers. Real moments are greater than posts. And real life is greater than online. And I think all those things that were real were just products of the environment you create, the connections you have. And, and I would argue that when I'm most connected to the people around me, I'm least dependent on validation. Mm. So I, I completely agree with what you're
1: saying. Yeah. And I think we might even do it unconsciously. You know, we validate each other in I guess when I'm like paying you compliments, for example, that is a form of me giving you that social tick of approval. My cosign of your worth being like, dude, good job this week. Hey, awesome that you did that thing. And that's kind of how we operate within our friends group and the culture that we're creating with as friends. Um, And I think that's like a really beautiful way of feeling validated, but also offering validation. I, I don't know if I'd do it, Deliberately being like, I need to go and validate Brad today. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do where I'm like, Brad, I want to validate Brad. I want, I want him to feel validated today. But I think generally, when you're around people that you love, trust and respect, they're probably going to give you those ticks regularly and you feel good.
0: Can I ask you a question? Because this is something that I thought about and have and actually considered them to be different in my definition. What's the difference between validation and feedback?
1: Good question.
2: Because I, one's what you want to hear and the other one's probably not. See <laughs> but, but but the, sometimes
0: feedback can be can be good. Yeah. And I, and I would argue that I've thought about our connection as mates because you two are the mates that I see and have the deepest conversations with on a week-to-week basis. And I would argue that when I think about the conversations we have and the things that you both give to me as great mates that that fill me with a sense of pride and with a sense of you are enough, you are worthy is feedback as opposed to that's the way that I've looked at it and received it is feedback. And it can be really positive feedback. But as importantly, sometimes critical feedback mm. about where you guys maybe feel like we've spoken about it on a number of occasions through the pod times when you've pulled me up in my life on maybe a victim mindset that I haven't identified or, or a mindset that is left of the center that it should be. Joey, there's times where you've been able to say to me, mm, have a think about that. Like have a think about what you're trying to achieve there because that's not what you told us is, is really important to you. And so I value that feedback for it both being critical and positive. And for me, that gives me a sense of peace.
1: Okay. And that feels like feedback. Yeah. yeah. But but in the, in the best way possible. Yeah. I guess my answer to that question, the difference between feedback and validation would be where, where is it coming from? Like for the person receiving it, is it landing in a place of lack, like we said, or is it from a, A point where you're like i'm just trying to optimize i'm trying to get not just my head above water but into the green zone further into the green then to me it feels like feedback whereas if i'm insecure about it i'm low in my self-esteem about it or i am not certain of the worth of it it feels like validation to me it's not what do you think of this it's is this okay question mark and i think is this okay is validation and what are your thoughts on this is i want your feedback so that's probably the way i'd make the distinction
0: maybe because i value you both and what you have to say it feels like feedback because it it adds to me and and i i know that i'm coming to you from a place of i'm going to get value from these two people i'm never coming to you to say Pat me on the back, because it's going to make me feel good for a minute, but I'll forget about it tomorrow. Mm. You know, like I think because I value what you both have to say, it, it's meaningful. So for me, maybe feedback represents meaningful, like a meaningful pat on the back. I don't know. Yes. I'm just spitballing. This is just how it
2: represents itself <laughs> in my brain. Most of this conversation so far has been more questions than answers.
1: Yeah, and that's yeah. The, that's the great thing about it because. Like, we're we're not the experts. Mm. This is three mates just discussing validation. (laughs) 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 Um, But, yeah, no, I think it's a fine line. It's definitely a fine line between feedback and validation.
2: And then the last point that I wrote down was, how do I know when I feel enough? And I think this is even tied to your values. So then I had to, like, Mm. I did... um, when we did out i think our values pod was maybe one or two before the last one mm. and then i had a thing i was like what even are my values again i was like i did a podcast on this like two or three months ago i was kind of remembering my values right now mm. then i had to write them down and then i was like oh i don't have time to listen to the whole pod and i couldn't find my writing where it was but i was like i think i think these were my values Isn't that that, interesting?
1: that is so interesting and i, I brought up a couple of weeks ago having episodes where we just rehash the stuff that we've spoken about mm. instead of like what's a new topic why don't we go back and say Where are we at with our values? Where are we at with our limiting beliefs? Um, Can you remember your four? Yeah. I can at least remember three of them.
0: (laughs) Wasn't it five?
1: Honesty, communication, trust, self-awareness. That's four. And I could probably spitball another like three or two. I'm not sure if they're in the list. But honesty, trust, communication, and self-awareness were definitely big ones. You can fact check me on that as well. (laughs) But Play the B-roll. And that's because... um, Maybe I've had to, in these last couple of months, um, I've I've gone through, as you guys know, I've gone through a separation and my relationship dynamic has changed. I'm I'm now not in partnership anymore. So maybe those questions around values have maybe been a little bit more top of mind for me. So don't beat yourself up that you can't... (laughs) That you don't know your values
0: right now. Go on. Purpose, resilience, authenticity, family and... um, Oh, the fifth one, because I tossed up between a few. Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. I'm trying to think what the fifth one was. Oh, yeah, relationships was
1: one of mine, I think. As in, like, family, friendships.
0: Yeah, I can't think what the fifth one was. That's all right, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough, close enough. Once again, one of those stare-at-the-ceiling moments.
2: Yeah, the closest I got to defining internal validation was it's linked to my values somehow. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Which is that state of peace. Like, when you know you're living... In accordance with your values, you feel a
1: sense of peace. He's not letting that go. He's making <laughs> sure he's making sure you agree that internal validation is, is peace. peace. <laughs> but please validate me. But, no, I agree with both of you guys. How do you know? Um, you know, how do you know when you've done enough? When you are enough? How do you know when you're at peace? Well, I think it aligns with your values for both of them. Mm. Like, how how much am I living in line with these values? Cool, I can sleep at night. No, I'm pretty close, or I am. Like, you know, you know, deep in your heart, you, it's hard to lie to yourself. Hmm. And I think
2: that's where that lack of peace comes when you're trying to justify no, exactly. it, when you're just out of alignment with your values. Almost the conversation we had last week when we left Yotties, I think I was we were talking about this briefly. And I was like, how do you know when you know? And it's like, you know when you know, but I was like, how do you know when you don't know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I was like. Every self-help
2: guru, when they get stumped, it's
1: like, guru, how do you... um." I'm really struggling with this thing. Like, like, how will I know when it's time? The guru has no idea, but he just calmly looks at the student and says, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then walks away.
1: And the student's like, damn, damn he's so, so spiritual. right. I will know when I know. He's all he's knowing,
0: all knowing that guru of mine. You'll know when I know that you know. <laughs>
2: Anyways, moving on, <laughs> moving on. So yeah, that was um, pretty much where I got to. Probably more questions and answers for me. So it's definitely something I'll be thinking about moving forward. Anyway. Yeah, yeah
0: well, I appreciate you sharing, Ferns. It, um, yeah, I think it's interesting that whilst maybe the words you chose to use didn't went wrong, <laughs> <laughs> they they definitely weren't the words that I that come to my head. Pleasure being the main one. But as you get to the core and break it down of what it actually means, it feels very similar. And I think that's that's the truth of these challenges. Is um, you know, on one end it's how we define it, but on the other end it it tends to represent itself in similar ways for all of us, and, and shows up in our lives. I guess I'll I'll flow from here. I said
2: if, one. I'll pose one quick question to you because it's something that I asked myself. It's like if you could be one celebrity and have the same validation that they got, who would be your ultimate celebrity validation? So say if you opened. Joe Rogan's inbox Obviously take out all the hate But like Oh that was the best podcast I've ever listened to Or like You're such a good commentator Like who do you reckon You mostly align with In terms of like What celebrity Would you want to be validated In the same way That they get validated
1: Well you just said it You just said it there My brain went exactly to Whose values Do I align to most As a celebrity Because I don't want to be validated For What Paris Hilton's validated for mm. Like being You know A hot blonde girl From the 2000s Or I don't even necessarily want to... That would be very even, 2023 of you. <laughs> it would be, yeah. Or, like, I don't even want to be validated for... Well, I'm not shocked by that answer. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> validated for, think of, you know, a fashion icon. Validated for having, you know, the best fashion sense. Because they're not my values. Who, as a celebrity, do I think aligns with my values? And that's where I'd start. I'd go, yeah, I, d- yeah, I don't what, know that so many celebrities, to be honest. Well, that I'll, I'll put Matthew McConaughey,
2: not because I can act at all. But like someone who's a master of his craft but also looks like he has a bit of a social life. That, like has that like, stood out for me too. has like a good balance. Yeah, that'd be nice. I suppose. It's hard because
1: we've spoken about it before. You can't wear the cape without without like ha- taking the cost of what it means to wear that cape. So if you want to okay, be that so superhero, you don't just get all the glory. Say, so heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, instantly I was kind of like, oh, I don't want... To even answer that question because I know at what cost it takes to probably be those celebrities. Yeah, it's a
0: challenging question. For me, the, the first one that came to my mind was McConaughey just because I like his, his life ethos, the way that he lives, um, very family-oriented, very story-oriented yeah. and about experiencing life and, and understanding what that experience means to you. Actually, just before you got here today, I was listening to that famous McConaughey speech at um, the college, you know, the speech that broke the internet, they call it, where he speaks about a number of the lessons he's learned throughout his life and and how he interprets them.
2: So yeah, that's probably the one that pops to my head. You Got to say something, Joey.
1: Um, 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 Celebrity that aligns with truth, honesty. Is an open communicator values relationship. It can
2: can rule out Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah,
1: tough, 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 tough. I don't know. Like, do I say Jordan Peterson? But like, I, I'm just thinking about the amount of hardship and hate that comes with his validation. Mm. And then do I say Kevin Hart? I like. I think from the the things that I've seen. I'm always quite inspired by the podcast or interviews that he puts out, even aside from the humour. It's, it's a tough one. Like, A yeah.
0: couple of names there.
1: Sorry, I couldn't play along. <laughs> <laughs> let,
0: me, um, let me hit you guys with my definition is both an analogy and a novel. Um, so bear with me here. But then I've got something I'm going to read to you immediately after, which I thought about and come to my head this morning whilst I was sitting on this topic. So on the lifelong quest of self-discovery and self-mastery, we face many challenges that ask great questions of us. And at times, they take a little of who we are, sometimes forever, sometimes for just a little while. So as we look to take back what we've lost, we often forget to look inside of ourselves and look to the outside for answers. Validation, not to be confused with feedback, acts as a band-aid and is is a temporary solution to a more permanent problem. Peace, on the other hand, is the more fruitful alternative. And the way that I define this was visually. So I thought about the analogy that come to my head. And I had a few, but I guess the one that makes the most sense is think of a football. And when you pump a football up, you pump it full of air. And when it's its most full, it is full of air, but not inside the actual um, fabric of the ball, but rather the internal belly. And so you can kick that football against a rock and the rock can chip some away, some of the edge of the ball away, some of that outside, but it doesn't pierce the belly, so no air comes out. Mm. And I thought that we're kind of like the air in that ball, where when we're full and in a state of peace, that air is intact, and that outer shell is the thing that gets chipped away and chipped away. And you can try to put a Band-Aid over that to stop any air from leaking out, and it will stop it for a little while but eventually like that Band-Aid wears down and that's like external validation. Like when we look for, look to the outside for answers, you can create a temporary solution to that problem, but it only lasts so long until all of a sudden the air breaks down the Band-Aid again because you're leaking, you know? And I feel like for me personally, the things like connections, purpose, my values, the things that I know fill me with a sense of inner peace – means that whatever chips me from the outside, I still stay really at center and I don't feel like I go searching for the answers. And and I would say that I'm at a point in my life now where the one area I look for validation is most consistently within my career because I feel as though there's a lack of opportunity that I've been longing for. Um, But in terms of like I, I used to be, and we've spoken about this personally, just between the three of us, I used to be so insecure about my out, outer appearance and the way that I the way that I showed up in the world. And funnily enough, with a few viral videos on TikTok lately, that's been chipped away at more than ever. Well chipped away from the outside, but it hasn't chipped away at me internally because I'm like In my my opinion, I'm with the fucking sexiest woman in the world. You know, I've landed like the person that I love the most and want to spend the rest of my life with. So why would I question the way that I look or the way that I show up in the world? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have a weak moment where I go, fuck, I'm, I'm not enough or I'm not good enough. But I don't only last so long because I fill myself back up with those things internally that make me feel really good. But what I want to share with you is a piece that I wrote this morning that made me think about the times in my life in which I have sought after validation more than others and the times in my life in which i felt most liberated and free is who i truly am now the times in my life funnily enough you spoke about it before you spoke about um looking to like the grandparents and the generations of past as to how they sought after validation and the fact that they didn't that much i think that you look at old people and there's something about old people that feels quite liberating. They don't really give a fuck about what people think. They speak freely, sometimes um, without too much thought for the people around them. Oh, yeah, but sometimes they, they speak freely, they feel quite free, and they're never shy to voice their opinion. I know that if I've got a bad haircut and I walk into Nan's place tomorrow, she's going to let me know. Because she's not thinking about it, she's just going to let me know. She's a straight shooter, straight from the hip. And I think, what is it about that? And I thought about the areas or the times in my life in which I felt very liberated from that. This is what I come up with. I've never felt more like myself than when I am my closest to death. And I relate that to those few experiences in my life in which my lungs have been bleeding really bad and I've been in the hospital. There's something about fearing for your life that makes any other fear or insecurity completely invalid. You are washed of the world's bullshit. Your skin and bones bare for the world to see yet their opinions hold no weight, because maybe, just maybe, you won't be here for long enough to consider them. It's a return to your truer self, and it's liberating. But one can't dance on the line of life and death forever. He must choose a side, and the side I always choose is life. But I hope and pray that I don't forget what it felt like to consider that today may be my last day. For you can can doubt me, ridicule me, and say what you will, Because in my end, your validation is meaningless, but with inner peace, my life is full. Mm -hmm. And I think about the few times in my life in which I have been really scared for whether there is a future, where I've been rushing to hospital, bleeding lungs, and, and terrified. The thing I always come back to is I think about my family. I think about the way that I've showed up in the world and the things that I truly love. I've never thought about people outside of my circle of influence. I've never thought about how many followers I have on social media, how much money I made, how the world would perceive me or what they'd think after I'm gone. It's always just come back to the things that have been with me for my whole life, things that I'm truly passionate about. And it's frustrating in some ways to think that you have to be that close and have such an existential crisis or such a life realization to feel liberated of all of that and and maybe that's too liberated because you need to somewhat exist in the world in a way in which you can be around other people who aren't a part of your circle of influence but i think for me the areas that i seek validation are definitely the areas in that i feel i lack and so like i said it used to be a lot of a lot about my outer appearance and you People will note throughout the course of 2020 and 2021, when I had a set of abs and was new to running, there were plenty of topless photos of me running on Instagram. Um, nowadays, not so much so. Partly because the rig is not as good as it was, but more so because I really don't care too much for what people think about my appearance anymore. And, and I think it's funny to, to watch that shift. But the area that I've felt really challenged by recently is career. Because I've been chipping away at this thing for three and a half years now, and we've spoken about that on a number of occasions, pursuing something that I'm really passionate about, that I feel I have a real connection of purpose to, that for me is, is something I've put a lot of time and effort into and made a lot of sacrifices for. And on the surface level, I'll have a conversation like the one that I'm having with you guys today, or um, in recent occasions, I've had arguably my five biggest guests ever, within the space of the last two months. And I can be really excited about those conversations and I've felt very proud of those conversations and the way I've showed up in them and and the product of those conversations afterwards. And as I've listened to them back, I've gone, man, that's, that's me doing the thing I love at my best. I'm really proud of that. And then I can share them out to the world and I can look at the numbers. And as I look at the numbers, whether that be the hits on social media or the hits on the podcast platforms, and i found myself comparing them to that of the joe rogan experience the modern wisdom podcast these podcasts in which have i would say similar style or depth of conversation to what i'm aiming for when i sit down with a guest but have millions of subscribers or millions of views or you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of views i can start to feel a little bit less about my podcast about the conversations that i'm having and i've had to stop myself and go In a in a world in which social media didn't exist and the numbers didn't exist how would i feel about that conversation Mm -hmm. well i'd feel fucking amazing about it because when that guest left my place after filming i was like that was so worth my while i got so much from that maybe i didn't agree with him on everything or maybe i did But that conversation was riveting. That's what I do this for, for the connection, the conversation, the stories. And so in a world in which those numbers didn't matter, I would feel at peace with that conversation. I'd feel like, man, this is me walking my path.
1: Yeah, it's almost like asking yourself, before I saw the numbers, was that a valid conversation? Did it need validation? No, I felt proud of it. It was in line with the type of work that feels purpose-driven and I got to do what I loved. You've, these are your words. Mm. And then as soon as you see the numbers, which maybe don't match the success metric that you've created, which is X amount of views, X amount of downloads, then you start to question its validity and being like, is the conversation still valid? And then you're like, mm, I'm not sure anymore because it didn't get the, the ticks of approval. It's a crazy thought that that influence through the space of one pdf document or one click of statistics on the spotify can make you question things but then you can also answer the, that question with no it's still valid
0: so here's so here's the interesting thing right i find that when i get myself into then a spiral of oh that conversation wasn't enough because the numbers didn't correlate Then I look to the other areas in my life in which I'd usually be validated for for my output. So recently, it will be maybe a month in the past once people hear this conversation, I attempted to run my fifth marathon. And going into the marathon, I didn't feel my best. It wasn't the best prep that I had. Another little hiccup with my health, with an infection um, in my sweat glands of all places. And I spent a couple of weeks not training just before it or just doing very bare minimum and went into it, not feeling great, Um, decided to run it at lunchtime on a Wednesday, which felt rogue and exciting at the time. It was um, a great decision for Soph in hindsight not so much for me. And actually, the first 21Ks of the run felt amazing, felt great. And then I got to 30K and my stomach really started to play up and... You know, my body wanted to get rid of whatever was in there um, in in the many ways that it can. And I eventually just decided not to finish, to pull out, to pull the pin at 33Ks. And at the time, and even now, it was the right decision um, to be completely frank and maybe to share too much. I had to make a decision, is finishing my fifth marathon more important than maintaining my dignity? and which was basically do I want to shit my pants and finish this (laughs) or shit in a bush in puckies or do I want to pull the pin and slowly move back towards the end destination and let Soph go on without me and I was so proud of Soph because she absolutely smashed it out of the park and blitzed the last 10ks but for me personally bit of shame at the end of it first time I've quit like out in a marathon first time I've ever pulled the pin on a run I have never in my three years of running, three and a half years of running, pulled the pin on a run. Even a simple 10K I was supposed to do that didn't feel so good, I have never not turned up and done what I said I was going gonna to do. So for me, they come with some challenges, some questions of, man, like, okay, well, normally that's the thing that I get validated for because I've been the guy who finishes the marathons with bleeding lungs. I've been the guy who at all costs against all odds, does the hard shit and is resilient. And I'm like, oh, so now I'm not that guy at the moment. My podcast isn't doing as well as I want it to. I'm not getting the speaking gigs that I thought I'd be getting, you know, once I entered this year and started to get a few reps on the board. Oh, fuck, there's a lot of areas in my life that I feel like I'm lacking. And so I've had to come back to, and we all have ups and downs. We all have hiccups. Am I showing up for myself the way that I want to show up? For the most part I am. Do I love the people who are around me? Am I proud of who I am? Am I living in accordance with my values? Bloody earth I am. So man, what are you looking to outside approval for to make you feel okay about the fact that you didn't finish the marathon? Mm-hmm. And and it's I just think it's it's really interesting and it I was actually reading before, I've got it on my phone here. Um, teddy roosevelt's uh, man in the arena speech and um, i think it's that it's not the critic who counts and uh, here it is here he says it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out how strong man how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could, could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end of triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails whilst daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat." And I think that's really interesting because to me that speaks to the peace of knowing who you are and how you're showing up in the world. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm, I've too many times in my life and arguably for the first 24 years of it, 25 years of it, showed up in a way that, um, you know, outside of my childhood years because I think as, as a child there's a beautiful thing about, well for me at least, about who I was as a kid and the way that I showed up quite carefree in the world. I cared for others but I was carefree and other people's opinions of me didn't matter all that much and I think that I'm I'm trying to get back a little bit of who I was as a young man
1: let me ask you the shame that I guess started a little bit of a a spiral down with the marathon with not finishing the marathon was that shame was that like internal shame if no one knew about that do you think you would have felt that shame still Or it's the shame of having to admit in conversation to people that you told you were going to finish a marathon. Like that's where the shame came. Do you know what
0: I'm trying to ask? I know exactly what you're trying to ask. And to answer your question, there was internal disappointment because I would have... um, The reason I was running that marathon is I wanted to support Soph in a first ever effort. Mm -hmm. I wanted to... Like the first four marathons had been about me achieving something. This one was about me helping the person I love achieve something that would feel monumental to her. So there was internal disappointment that <laughs> whilst she did not need me at all and went on and, and absolutely kicked home, there was internal disappointment that I didn't get to, oh, I didn't get to experience that beside her.
1: So let me, let me offer you this then because, again, there's something that you didn't get to experience beside her you that's about mm. you but your mission was for her but your disappointment is because you didn't get to experience the thing beside her mm. let me offer you this and soph when she listens back maybe the best thing in that experience was for soph to prove to herself that she didn't need you as a crutch that throughout all the fear and anxiety of can i even finish this thing she didn't just finish the thing she finished it alone by herself and she might not have been able to gift herself that level of confidence or security if you had have smashed mm. it home with her and given her the support and the and the pump up and everything that you wanted to give which you visualize as a narrative this is how me and Soph are going to finish Soph's marathon maybe that's the best thing that could have happened for Soph so if you can lean on the idea that I don't need to be ashamed cuz it's not about me. I know that. I'm a bit disappointed. I think disappointment's fine. Like fuck. I wanted to do the fifth marathon. Mm. I wanted to do it in a certain way. But shame? It's still I think getting confused where the shame's about you. It's a it's a different thing. 100%. And so far, I think probably and no discredit to you would have gained more and has gained more from doing that motherfucker alone. I like, completely I know agree. she didn't believe that she could do it she did it alone for the last seven Ks. That's the hardest Ks in the marathon. Yeah.
0: like I completely I completely agree with you, man. That might and have been a gift that you didn't know you were giving. Yeah, which makes me such a good bloke, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's why I did yeah. it. Yeah, just... But it, it's very just to true. Just soften the shame of a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's very true. And I think I've asked myself why the external shame has meant so much to me because I, f- I feel like... Not, not a lot of people knew about this marathon. So maybe it wouldn't have weighed as heavy as um, one of the past events, you mm. know, where there was a bit of a media spotlight on it. But I feel like I've asked myself why it challenged me and, and, and shook me a little bit that like, oh, what are people on the outside going to think? Because I found myself if someone said, oh, how'd you go to the marathon the other day? Like I've had to explain fully why I couldn't finish. Mm. And I've done it in this pod, right? Like I gave people a reason as to why I couldn't finish. Like it's not enough for me to just say, this one wasn't my my race. Like I've given a reason. I'm like, why do I do that? And what I've identified is even when I reach out to someone to come on the podcast as a guest, I tell them about the podcast and the kind of guests that I've had on in over 200 episodes. And I'll paint a picture of the kind of conversation that we're going to have on the show and why I want to have them on. But then I also include a little piece that tells them about who I am. And I say it so they know my motivation. And I even questioned myself this week. I thought, am I telling them that, telling them that so they know my motivation? Obviously, I want them to be comfortable with me as the host. It's, it's important they understand me and feel comfortable around me. But I think part of it is I, I attach myself to this identity of the guy who has overcome the odds of this and done these hard things and challenged himself and and maybe when that doesn't feel so true, I question whether I'm valuable at all. You know, do you get me?
2: I feel well, yeah. I think it's almost like heavy is a head that wears the crown. You can't have the accolades without the stresses as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we, we've spoken about it in the context of, um, you know, unreal athletes like Ned Brockman or... Um, you know Anyone that's doing I guess like physical Like even think Goggins What happens when Like you do You do the craziest thing ever Does that mean you're only valid If you do another crazy thing Or you up it mm. You know like Are you only valuable If you have another lung bleed That you nearly lose your life to Is that where your value lies In this space of speaking and podcast Absolutely not but when it feels like the thing that's been validated in the past was all well, the hardship, the marathon was the thing that people like bowed down to me over and like, how did you do that? So then what? Now you have to do an mm. ultra? And then what? You do the ultra, and now you have to do two ultras? <laughs> like,
2: yeah. It doesn't yeah. stop. Almost seems like a zero sum game we are <laughs> almost chasing a carrot that like, you never get. Like you said, that's that loop of external validation. It's,
1: you, you can never. It, well, I'm not sure the words that use at start but it's like it's forever going you can never you can never completely satisfy that external need for validation um, if that's where you're seeking it in the the approval from these physical efforts but you know that we think you have value far outside of that and I guess it might have just hit a little trigger point about like where where do I see my worth as in this space because it I think your worth is definitely not rooted in your ability to run marathons ultimately for sure do you think that as well would be the question that you're asking yourself
0: for sure and i think the challenge for all of us is obviously that's something i'm still very proud of so i think when i get on stage and when someone asks me to come and share my story a part of it is about sharing the experience of my life and the lessons that i've personally learned from it and and offering that up to anyone if they think that maybe it's something would resonate with them and i don't want to devalue that Because I've fucking worked for that. I've earned that. It's part of my story. It's who I am. But asking myself that question that I mentioned, you know, through your definition, Foons, what's my motivation? And I've recently asked myself the question. If I existed 20 years ago at this age in a world in which social media didn't matter, in the world in which my parents grew up in, and I lived in a small village In a town in which there wasn't the opportunity for me to do a podcast or do anything that attracted media or attention or eyes. What kind of man would I be? What kind of things would I be doing? And I honestly believe I would still be a storyteller I'd find a way to do that because I love stories. It's the thing I've always loved. But I know that the value I would see in myself is the way that I showed up for the people around me. Mm. The way that I was honest with my intentions in the world and in the way that I challenge myself and the sites that I set for myself. And, and it would be things that didn't matter what other people thought. I think it's, you know, would you be living the life you're living if other people didn't get to watch you do it? Mm-hmm. And that's the question for me that has hit home with this whole validation thing that, you know, if all eyes, you know, if we're all living in a blind world in which, Nobody could clap you for your efforts. Nobody could praise you for, for, what you do. What kind of man or human would you be?
2: I've kind of thought of a question like that before. Like if I lived on an island by myself and there was no one there, how like how would I live my life? So probably mm. a similar, yeah, similar thought that's gone through your head. It's
1: it's, I think it's a cool thought experiment. But is that? I wonder if that's conducive to, us still living our best life. The person who goes, I don't care what anybody thinks. Zero external validation. Is that really conducive to our best lives? Because you also said that what mattered to you on your deathbed was that you showed up for the people in your life. Mm. So it's kind of like, I think there's a level of validation which is the sweet spot. And I think it's being validated by people we love, trust and respect. Our friends, our families, our partners. Because without that validation where do you sit in the world? You can have like the strongest sense of self ever. But I think when that's supplemented by the validation of the ones you love, trust and respect, Mm. it creates an even stronger sense of self. And so that for me is like still a crucial part where I don't think all external validation is unhealthy. And I definitely don't think my pure self is the guy who's on a, island deserted by himself and going all right that's the guy who i need to try to get back to the one who doesn't care about anyone else's opinion that only does what what he internally feels is is his purpose i definitely think there's a role as human beings to have some validation contain containers because it's almost like when do we know if we're actually not showing up right or we're not like if what we're doing is, doesn't deserve approval. well, I When think it doesn't get validated, that helps us navigate the world. And I think that's when we grow up, you know, the culture that we create as friends and young men, if you were to sit here and make like a gay joke or a, a racial slur or something in crude nature, we're just like, I'm probably not going to validate you the way that you want to. Yeah, And then you get to kind of feel, all right, I didn't get the validation and it molds you in a certain way. Hmm. Before you know it, that's the culture that exists. And that's you as a human being. Oh, I don't do this because I don't really get validated in that way. Well, but that, I do do this because I get validated healthily here.
0: Well, that's why in my definition I said not to be confused with feedback. Yeah. Because as someone who values growth, and I think that every human being on some level should value growth, feedback's critical.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's feedback then if it's not from lack.
0: That, and that's yeah. just where that's just how it popped up for me and made sense to me. Yeah. And I think that we all see things through our own unique lenses, based off our experience and our context. But for me, I think as a as a human being, even if I lived a simple life, growth would be a part of that. Mm. Connection would be a part of that. Like I know that I can't operate in a manner that's selfish, because I'm in partnership with someone that I love, and I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel respected. I wanted to feel like I'm true to the values I provided when we entered that relationship, and the and the way that I said I was going to live life. Mm. I know that I want my friends to feel connected to me. I want them to feel like I care about what they have to say, not just I want them to care about what I say. Mm. Like so, I think that yeah, it's I get what you mean, Foon's about how would you live in a world in which. Nobody was judging you for your actions. But I, I think maybe the island isn't just you. It's you and
2: your people. Mm. No, it's not realistic, but like in times of when you're confused, am I seeking validation in this way or that way? Just do a factory research and be like, how would I live life if I was on an island?
0: Yeah. Well, arguably, you know, that's a really good way of looking at it because there's probably tell times... tell stories to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's times in my life... I, two times that I value in 2022. Well, I feel like last year was a really pivotal year for me in my own personal growth and self-discovery in which at the start of the year, after a challenging beginning to 2022 and challenging end of 2021, I took myself on a solo mission to Port Douglas. And towards the end of last year, I took myself on a solo mission to LA and New York. And those times in solitude, we've spoken about that before, solitude being different to that of loneliness or being alone um, I've found for me have been very healthy in providing some answers to the questions I have and I have no doubt that the um, the really positive feedback I've had in my life post those moments of solitude um, are an ode to the fact that I went by myself and asked myself some serious questions about my life and the direction that I'm heading in so yeah I think it's I think for me this whole topic has come back to you know, who do i want to be who am i and what's my motivation for my actions mm. I'll, I'll hand the baton off, over to you joey i think that's that's my piece
2: yep well Ooh. could you almost see in hindsight probably still c- too close to the event but not running the full marathon and the pain that you felt maybe that was a catalyst that you were seeking validation in the wrong areas and you're able to question yourself and reframe it in a better way because if you had finished the marathon, then these questions would have never come up. Yeah, good question.
0: Yeah, it's a great point and I think it's, you know, people say that everything happens for a reason. I'm a believer of that and, you know, I think that it's, it's gonna serve me probably really well in answering that. Because I've been thinking for a long time. Man, like I'm, I've run a couple of marathons now and like the first few were very valid. Like the first two were to raise some money and, well, the first one was about proving something to myself. But also proving to the CF community that, you know, we aren't defined by this thing. Mm. We have some say in the matter and and trying to do something that was very purpose driven. The second was along similar lines, but it was more to, okay, okay, let's raise some more money Mm -hmm. and and challenge ourselves again. The third one was because the first two were such fucking disasters. Let's see if I can show up for myself and not just complete something, but perform at something. Mm. And then the fourth one was just, fuck, 50Ks will look cool. If I post that on the anniversary of 42 for CF, mm. let's fucking run 50Ks with bugger all prep and, you know, my body, you know, <laughs> was fucking rooted after that. And then I've done the challenge at the start of the year, the 48 days, which yeah, was a personal challenge for me, but definitely had some exterior motives and external motives behind it. Like I thought, and this, this will be interesting to see the sort of attention this gets on social media. And then coming into this one, it was about my partner. Maybe it was more about myself so, than I so realised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but I but I definitely think that for me now I've questioned like someone said to me the other day, so when's the next one? I'm like, not for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Not for a minute. I think the next one for me will be about an adventure. Yeah. Like going to somewhere to run. Like I seen an advertisement today for Noosa Marathon. I was like, man, I love my time in Noosa that would be a really fun run. Like it's it's a gorgeous spot. It'd be beautiful to like run around that whole place and see more than what i seen when I was there mm. or maybe like a trail race. But I think for the next couple months, at least I my running endeavours will be about...
1: Unpacking mm. all of this, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Before you try to just like one-up yourself again, unpack all of this. Bro. For sure. Well, I think for me, <laughs> I forget for right sometimes
0: reasons. that... I and mean, running just makes me feel good. Mm. Like it's the thing that like, you know it kicks my day off the right way it's like connection with friends it's connection excuse me with my partner it's getting out in nature and moving my body and being outdoors and and i think also like for me running has given me my health back it's changed my life for the better so man, why don't you focus on like getting those lungs firing that's a better goal for me right now to get those to use running to make my lungs feel more functional and to to give me more freedom and health with my
1: CF than ever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots there. Lots there for to unpack for sure. Over right. right. to you, brother. Okie dokie. I think like I've shared a lot of my thoughts around it. So there's nothing super new and groundbreaking here, but I'll, I'll just start by sharing my definition. So the definition that I, I guess, um, Created for validation was done before I did any Google searching. I wanted to be, I guess, in uninfluenced by anything that wrong is actually really <laughs> is actually the real definition. So here, here goes validation: the desire for acceptance, guidance, confirmation, or acknowledgement for your behaviors, beliefs, and/or choices as a means of ensuring social, emotional,
2: and personal security. Mm, I like the word desire Yeah You've covered all bases there Yeah I mean
0: (laughs) Yeah just wrote every human word (laughs) You could (laughs) think possible Can can you read that again But then follow it up Did you do Did you write down The actual definition I did
1: yes I'll give you Yeah
0: give us yours And then the actual Oxford definition again
1: Yeah so I said Validation In my opinion Is the desire for acceptance Guidance Confirmation Or acknowledgement For your behaviours beliefs and choices as a means of ensuring social, emotional and personal security. So I'm actually interested that, that I didn't put anything about worth or self worth. So for your personal security. Yeah, That's somewhat self worth. Yeah, the, um, the
0: one thing I'm interested as to why you didn't include it, because you've mentioned it a couple of times through yeah, the app yeah. is the, um, the visual, like the external stuff, you know, desiring outward approval for the way that you look and present yourself. Because mm. yeah, you mentioned a few times like that thirst trap thing and the fact that we often look for that. Mm. And and I think you're in an interesting industry where man, a big part of the work that you do is modeling. Mm-hmm. I think that's a world that... Um,
1: it's like based on external validation. For sure. Yeah, that's how it thrives. So yeah, um, the official definition just on the, the first Google search was validation the action of making or declaring something legally or officially acceptable or this is like the alternate re- um, definition validation recognition or affirmation that a person or their feelings or opinions are valid or worthwhile so if you look at I guess the the I guess I'm not sure what the word is but the the business e. Definition the action of making or declaring something legally or officially acceptable, Hmm. but then you put it with a personal lens. Is this backflip off the table socially acceptable? (laughs) And that's validation, but then also to think recognition of a person's feelings or opinions that they are valid or worthwhile. That's what I was touching on before the ability to validate someone. So, if you so as a verb to validate someone. To validate a person, a state or system means to prove or confirm that they are valuable or worthwhile. So when someone is going through uh, uh, like um, expressing hardship or they're going through grief or they're completely overwhelmed with a situation, as, you know, friends, we can validate their emotions to make them know that this is okay. Like... You're allowed to cry right now. You're allowed to yell. You're allowed to scream. That's actually a process that we can do as a verb. I am doing validation, and that looks like me saying, "Thank you so much for sharing, Brad." You know, like I really, I really empathize with your situation, or saying, "Funi, I can't imagine how hard that must have been for you." But um, I'm here for you if you ever need to to talk about it. That's me giving you a signal that your emotions are validated, dude. What's happening right now is worthwhile, acceptable, legally binding, (laughs) you know what I mean? And that's what I think I was trying to touch on before, the idea that when we have a circle of people that can do that for us, it might negate the need for us to seek that externally. When we're like, ultimately, we're just asking, man, is this okay? And if someone can tell us it's okay before we ask the question, man, that's validation.
0: Let me pose this question then. Why is it so hard for us to receive compliments or validation from other people?
1: I think, man, if our self-worth is is low enough... Looking at (laughs) (laughs) Foony, If if our self-worth is low enough, or not even maybe worth, our self-belief is low enough, it's very difficult for that compliment or that um, form of validation to land because I know you see it that way, but you're lying. Like It's not that way because my belief system tells me that I'm not valuable. Even though you're saying it, yeah, cool. My metric, the way that I judge myself, the way that I'm in alignment with my values, tells me that I don't believe it. My steam's low and my self worth is low, so it's hard for me to accept that, let alone believe it.
2: Does That's that what I think. does that hit for you, Ferns? Um, definitely. Like I'm in the. I'm trying to think of the exact compliment you gave. I can't even remember, but I think I shut it down straight away. It was like, I think you said something like, "You've come a long way," and I was like. Um, or like haven't come far enough or something like that. Like I'm not I'm, I'm not where I want to be yet in that area. So it didn't look like I pretty much just shut it down straight away. Like almost like job's not done. Um, I appreciate it, but it's, um, I don't think it moved. Well, I pretty much shut down the compliments. I don't think it moved. It didn't fill my cup up at all in any way mm. just because I hadn't validated myself for where I'm at. Yeah.
0: Do you think, foons that you spend a lot of time in the past judging yourself for the way that you showed up in the world and in the future, thinking about where you want to go, that it's really hard to be in the present with where you're at and be proud of that. Because I, to make a comment quickly before you answer, like I, I look at you and I, and I learn heaps from you in the way that you show up for yourself and the way that you are self-aware and are growth-focused and like you're, you're one of the mates and I think it's why the three of us have gravitated towards each other over the last couple of years is that the value that I get from you both is for me like every reason why I want to be around you guys because it's, it's such a valuable connection because I see really good things in you both individually that I'm like, fuck, I want I want to be more like that. So I find it interesting that I think you you often criticize where you've come from, and you often talk about where you wanna go, but I don't hear you regularly talk about where you're at with pride.
2: Well, I wrote down, well, something I wrote down was like, I didn't feel internally validated as a kid, so I went searching for it externally, and found it in all the wrong areas. And then now, was it literally a thought I had the other day, I don't know, I almost feel like I've got dark energy in me or something that's like propelling me forward whether it's insecurities or whatever it is That's I don't know I just feel like I've got a driving force inside of me and probably the last well that video you posted um, of like are you okay day I think that was maybe five or six years ago and I remember I went to the psychologist and the first thing I said the first words that come out of my mouth were fix me like something's wrong mm. and like if I could go back and reframe that mindset I spent I think I've spent the last six years trying to fix like something that's wrong as opposed to learning to work with it like I think the best. Well, you probably contested this. The best way to, or well the best wake-up call for a health to get to live a healthier life is to have a health scare. Like mm. the best way to lose, the best motivation to lose weight is to be overweight. Like trying to use these instead of trying to get rid of the negative forces or whatever that is actually driving me. Just learning to work with them better.
0: I think you spoke about it recently when we spoke about one of your life realizations. And you spoke about that feeling of being liberated, much as I alluded to in that little written piece before where, like, it felt clear.
2: I can't recall that experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, did you, I think last week you were saying that, like, when you felt like you hit rock bottom, there was almost a sense of, like, this last time, it was, like, had direction, Direction. Wow. there was, like, a clear, like, this is the direction that I'm going to move in for this reason, and I have every reason to move in that direction.
2: I think that was just process of elimination. Like I've tried everything else and nothing's worked (laughs) with a lot of feedback to say why it won't work. I'm like basically beating my head against the wall. I'm like, all right, i have probably got to go the other way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Yeah, I just think it's an interesting topic of conversation.
2: What the podcast I mentioned before when Russ was speaking with Jay Shetty, Russ was saying his dad's dad's standard for him was perfection, which is similar to what my dad had to me. So it's kind of like my internal compass or guidance is almost perfection for myself. Mm. So, like, well, yeah. I think it's uh, yeah, you go Brad.
0: Just quickly, you mentioned that clip that I shared on Are You OK Day. The, the only reason I reshared shared that or that was front of mind was because randomly someone had obviously searched, and I don't even know if there was Are You OK Day written in the caption, but randomly someone had shared it on Are You OK Day um, to their story, and I just got a notification because they'd shared my post. and. I thought, oh, that, that's a really, um, I think it was actually the day before Are You Okay Day. And I thought, oh, it's a clip I should reshare tomorrow. It's a it's a great moment from the podcast where you'd really opened up, Thunes, about your experience on, on that day and, and why it had been helpful for you. And so I reshared it. And immediately after resharing it that day, I had a couple of guys that I'd never spoken to nor been in contact with before reach out to me and ask about what episode of the podcast that was. And I think it speaks to that that place of lack being something that a lot of young men, but a lot of young human beings in the modern world can relate to that feeling. I think we all can in some way. Absolutely. That's so powerful. And that's why I asked that question. You know, I think it comes back to self-worth and that, that enoughness.
1: Yeah. Well, like, so we, we spoke about the idea of healthy and unhealthy validation and so I did a little bit of research around what like what's healthy validation then because I believe it does exist as I've spoken about but I have written here we we feel the need so we need to feel heard, understood and appreciated. And that feeling comes in large part from validation. So offering validation is in essence the act of helping someone feel heard and understood. And so the inverse to offering validation is seeking validation and that is I want to feel heard and understood. Um, and yeah, so I think that can be done healthily, but unhealthily, like I mentioned before, when it's rooted in that loop of insecurity and lack of going, well, now I need the approval, so I'm going to manipulate my behavior to get the approval and da 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 da. So yeah, I don't think seeking validation is all bad in itself, um, but when it dictates your behavior or stems from lack, then maybe you need to question it.
0: Um, Is there an area of your life right now that you feel like you can identify how I'm I'm seeking validation for the wrong areas here?
1: Yeah, so that's what I'm I'm going into here. If I look at my external sources of validation, and I think um, unconsciously I've received a lot of validation through my friendship circles. My family. We've spoken about the amount of love in my home, um, especially from my love, my love from my mum, so <laughs> and the amount of love that she has shared. So, and I've I've now realised stepping outside of relationship, um, the beautiful validation that you receive when you're in partnership with someone. Oftentimes, um, and when it's with when it's a healthy relationship, you don't have to question your validity or your worth because a partner kind of offers that to you. And you mentioned that before, Brad, where you don't really question much of your worth because objectively you're with your dream girl. So it's like the writing's on the wall. Yeah. So when you are in a relationship, the validation is kind of unconsciously given. And so stepping outside a relationship, I've really had to ask myself again the motivation and the intention around my behavior, especially on social media, why am I posting this? Why am I uploading this? Is this a little cry for, for help? Saying, "Hey, am I good? Hey, like, have I still got it? Like, how am I trying to validate myself through this post to get the approval that was once given unconsciously from my partner?" Mm. And so I've started to question that. And to to be honest with you, I, I've questioned that. From pretty much the moment I started social media I used to be like quite uncomfortable with the idea of a selfie or taking a photo of myself that wasn't professionally done and that's why if you look at the majority of my social media it is from shoots that I've done because that to me was like it's okay I can put the photo up because it's a professional photo shoot that someone else took of me that wasn't Like this obvious cry for approval where I'm seeking validation. But slowly but surely, I've drip fed little shots where I'm feeling myself or I'm, you know, or I'm at a cool location that I want to kind of flex to people that you might see on the Instagram story. But I don't, I hope that I'm not controlled by the approval that, that I'm getting. That it's not like, oh my God, wow. And that's something that I need to fill my cup. And I don't think it is. I don't think I'm in a place where now outside of a relationship, I'm just like like craving this external validation. I think I'm quite aware of how that could look. And I've been very conscious of really (laughs) like isolating myself as much as I can through the grief of breakup. And as we move forward in the future of not seeking validation I'm not pursuing women. I'm not trying to distract myself with my social life or drinking. I'm not trying to bury my head in work. All of these ways of, I think would be the, the classic ways to seek validation in the position that I'm in now. Is like just work really hard and then you'll get more money and that validates that you're doing good or just hang out with your friends all the time because they always prop you up and tell you how awesome you are and that's the validation that I need right now when I'm questioning my own worth. Or the obvious go out and try and like get women and, and that way you'll be you'll be um you'll prove to yourself that you're still worthy because these people are objectively giving you that tick of approval. I'm like none of that to me seems like the healthy way to operate right now. So I'm doing a lot of internal work. Like <laughs> I've mentioned it before. Shit gets weird. <laughs> I'll, sit, I'll sit cross-legged in my lounge room for, a, for an extended period of time and just like ruminate on these questions I'm asking myself and being like, why am I doing that? What is my intention behind that post? How did I show up today? I've really enjoyed, like I mentioned, um, I think on other podcasts, I'm in, I guess, a, a yearly challenge where I'm spending 10 minutes of headspace daily um, without question, which looks like me sitting in silence, no guided meditation, sitting in silence seeing what comes up for at least 10 minutes and so the intention that i've been setting in these headspace sessions over the last couple of months has been how have i shown up in the day and am i proud of how i showed up and there's times where by asking myself that question i can pinpoint oh you said that thing because you wanted to get like attention and then you seeking a little bit of validation there because you were feeling a little bit like unworthy or unsure of yourself. And I go, okay, interesting, Joe. Let's try and, let's try and not do that next time you're with that group of people. Let's try not to, to um, behave in that way. So I'm really trying to be aware of where I'm seeking validation. In short, social media is, I think there's always an element of seeking validation. I don't think it's at an unhealthy amount, but it is in part, me capturing a gallery of moments that I really like to look back on and go, damn, remember in 2019 when I got my blue belt for jujitsu? That was an awesome experience. But I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a flex going, I got my blue belt, I do jiu-jitsu. There's always an element of that in there. Yeah. And, you know, like... like,
0: And it's even you could question that you get... Um, you get the, the Instagram profile that posts the self-deprecating content but part of that is you want to be validated for your humor yeah your ability not to care oh he's pretty cool because he doesn't give a fuck yeah and so let me ask you this because i think this is interesting maybe similar to you you and i have both had experiences in which we've used social media to validate us in a time of lack Mm -hmm. and thunes maybe differently you don't use social media all that much to post moments from your life, you also use it to consume, if I'm correct. You and I have both spoken about, Joey, that through our younger years, we had a lot of confidence because we're often celebrated. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, Joe's doing that. Good stuff, Joe. You're great. You're amazing. And that's a beautiful way to exist, right? But do you think that in a world in which social media then come into our lives through our teens, then because you're used to receiving that That feedback, as I like to call it, (laughs) or that validation from the people around you unconsciously, you know, you're just receiving it and you feel good about yourself because you feel supported, you feel celebrated, that you then recognize, oh, social media, people, is a way for me to feel better about myself, to feel sure of myself. So, I'm going to take to that platform and post the selfie or post the the photo I want to shoot because I know that, like, if I look back on my social a couple of years ago holy fuck, there were so many selfies. <laughs> oh my God, so many selfies. And like, yeah. it could literally just be me sitting in my car on a Thursday morning, yeah, posting a selfie. And it, it could be like, what a morn. <laughs> For what point? Yeah, And I'm like, that, that moment meant nothing to me in time. I could not have to- told you where I was going, what I'd done before it. It meant nothing in the scheme of my life. But I posted that because... Maybe my skin looked good. good that day. Good or maybe my hair, I just come from a fresh haircut. Yeah. So it's like, I wanted somebody to tell me that, man, you look sharp or you look vibrant. Yeah. And a lot of the time it, it fell on deaf ears. Mum would always comment, beautiful boy, yeah. two love hearts or something like that and validate me. But it's, oh, I think it's interesting in the way that we use it. And maybe if we're used to receiving validation from other people, do we seek it
1: more? Hmm. Good question I'm not Really sure because And again again, This is maybe something unconsciously that you guys Can give me feedback on but I don't think I'm one Really for A selfie Nice morn And chucking up the post to get External validation I don't really like Use social media that way Um, Often at least Like I said it's mainly stuff from jobs And again, I was validated quite a lot as a child, one through sport. I was good at sport. I was making state teams. I was scoring goals. I was, you know, one of the best in any environment I was in. And that to me was like just validation throughout my younger years. You know, then you get school captain, that's telling you you're doing a good job. And Mm. then you get, you know, so I agree with you that we were celebrated. through much of our, our young lives and then you go out into the real world. And that is not, that's kind of something which maybe I had to upkeep being like, All right, now I'm in the real world, what am I made of? Oh, cool, I go into business and then I end up being able to be successfully self-employed. So then I'm validated through my work in that way and then, you know, you have good friends that validate you. Mm. So I don't know if having a lot of validation as a, as a young and created a need for more validation. I'd argue it's the other way around. If you didn't have much validation, then you would be seeking it so hard. And you can sometimes see that. Sometimes it's the half naked picture of the girl who maybe didn't get the the external validation that she wanted. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, let me show as much as I can because I'm gonna get that attention or I'm gonna get that likes, those likes. And you know you can you can kind of. And I'm not trying to degrade or, or diminish anyone, but there's sometimes you'll see a, a post or even the guy, even the gym guy, the gym bro, not just a girl in a bikini. It could be a, a gym bro where it's like, I know what you're doing there. Like it's so obvious that you're just like, please validate my body right now. Or it could be the thought leader putting up that profound post. As they, you know, like try to be as deep as they can. I know you're saying, please just validate my intelligence. I don't know if it's the person who gets a lot of validation or praise like that. I feel like it's the person who maybe, yeah, is lacking in self worth yeah. and didn't get as much validation.
2: That's what I'd argue. It could definitely go both ways there. Well, for me anyway, I think I've always been hyper vigilant of when someone does post. I can just see that they're seeking validation. It kind of Put a bad taste in my mouth Like I didn't mm. want to ever post like that Yeah And then I haven't had enough accolades in my life For I need to post every day
0: Well it's it's interesting that I Unless
2: think you
1: just own it And be like This
2: post because I was feeling good
1: People <laughs> yeah. like Yeah cool Like
2: <laughs> 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 No Well I, I think
1: it's interesting <laughs> that
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting that You know I think I've heard McConaughey talk mm-hmm. about it That you need to have a little bit of vanity Because self pride is important Yeah Like you can't you can't care so little about the way that you're presenting yourself in the world that you don't do any exercise or eat any good food mm. and that you just eat ice cream and just eat chips. Because firstly, you're not going to feel all that good within yourself. But secondly, that there's something to be respected about self-discipline about, you know, showing up and presenting yourself in a way that is admirable. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at somebody who's really fit as, as a guy, I don't go to. Oh, wish I looked like that. I go to. Fuck, fair play, brother. Mm, yeah, because that's some work. Mm. I know because I I put in some work. You know, what <laughs> I mean, I don't have those abs, and those abs have come and gone in my life. But it's like you know, I respect that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I guess there is a there is a place somewhat for it, because I know that sometimes I see the post and, and they might be, you know, looking for validation. But personally, I'm like,
1: I'll validate you, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: validate you because I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I think maybe we're not that good at as guys. We we aren't. I'd say we're not as um, we're not as consistent with giving other men validation. Man, you look at um on social media. You go to a girl post an Instagram photo of you know her out with her girlies for the night and she's got a new dress on Mm. and every one of those girls seems to know that it's a new dress they're saying you go girlie yes queen like the hype squad is there Mm. and they are there for for every post but but then you get a little bit too conditioned for it you put that post up that you know that seems to fall on the the thursday evening that no one's on instagram Uh oh! and you're thinking should i take this down like, is this not good enough? <laughs> How's that? And, and that's what I think. The, that's what I meant before. That conditioning. Like, does that conditioning mean? And maybe I framed it wrong from childhood because I'm very grateful for all the love I got in childhood. and Yeah,
1: I'm and, just yeah, the answer to yeah. your
0: question. No, but no, maybe I didn't frame it right. And I think it's quite possible that I didn't frame it right because I think about when I'm around my family, I don't need validation at all. Mm. I know, I know where I stand. I'm loved. I'm respected. Um. But I think when you get used to something, mm. it's like when it's not there, you're like, oh, has something changed? Am I not good enough anymore? Yeah, do definitely. I need to step my game up? Like eventually you run enough marathons or you do enough crazy shit. People want you to go to the next level. Yeah, oh, you climbed Everest. You know, do it in your undies with no shoes on. Show us what kind of man you really are. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? It,
1: it, might, it might be, I guess, the, um, the blessing... In disguise and that Like I don't have a Like a large following I don't really even get that Validated on social media You know It's not as if I have This this huge source Of external va- validation Where I'm like The post went up Getting thousands of likes And hundreds of comments That doesn't really happen for me Which is probably a healthy Good representation of the world um, And you know So I don't really like Crave that Because I don't Fully get it But it's, It definitely is like an external source of validation. I think my work as well. You look at your work, and this is something that I've created a really good relationship with because, especially coming up shooting music videos, um, there's a lot of I guess uh, you you want to be validated by the industry, not just the artists that you're working with. You know, you want them to tell you, "Hey, you did a good job. You're the goat, best clip ever." But then you also want other people in the industry to think that way too because like it's a reflection of your ability as a cinematographer or a director, you know, like this validation is kind of important to let me know that I'm valuable in this industry. Mm. But I've got to a beautiful place, and again, credit to you guys for, for pushing me to um, prioritize my we'll own take projects <laughs> is I've I've just released um, a, a passion project called Nevermind. Which I'd argue is um, the closest piece of work I've done, it's the closest piece of work to my heart that I've done, and I did it for myself, by myself, with the help of um, you know the extras on day and Brad. you even came and helped out um, with some lighting and what and whatnot. But ultimately, this is one where I can I can honestly say that this one was for me, and if it doesn't doesn't get any accolades, any likes, any recognition, like I'm still so proud of it. When we finished shooting, I was like elated. I hadn't even edited it. I hadn't even posted it. There's no validation existed. It was just a hard-ass day of me running around with a camera and trying to fix everything and, and get the shots that I had in my head and blah, 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 blah. But I was like so proud and so happy of the project and the piece. And that's internal validation. That's me going... You did something in line with your values today. You proved to yourself that you had a vision, you had a feeling, you wanted to send a message and tell a story and you showed up for yourself and you did that and you did it how you wanted to do it. Good job, Joe. You're worthy. And that's, I guess, will segue me into my internal sources of validation um, if you look at exercise and fitness that's become an internal source of validation for myself those days where i don't want to work out but i still work out that i don't want to do a hard sparring session but i still give my all regardless of the result which would generally be the thing which validates you like did i do good did i win the fact that i can show up for myself or give my all you know effort-based praise to myself that to me validates me where I'm like, it's almost like you you hear it's quite cliche, but it's you you versus you. And the idea of peace, again, we've spoken about it, but laying down at night and going, did you not show up for yourself today, Joe? Or did you? Hmm. And that to me has looked like exercise and fitness where I'm like, well, I'm actually proud of of the shape I'm in. Like, I'm really happy with the way that, um, that physically I show up in the world. But it's because it's all those little micro decisions where I get internal validation of going, Oh man, maybe I'll just do like eight reps on this last set. Like fuck, man, it's pretty pretty tight. And you got training tonight. Joe, you said you're gonna do three sets of ten. Fuck, alright, I'll do three sets of ten. I'll do the tenth rep. There's a little bit of validation. Being like, Good job, Joe. You you kept your word to yourself. I'm proud of myself. I'm worthy. I can do that. Validation internally. Like I don't know if it's a little bit roundabout or if it makes sense, but that's
2: it's almost validation with reason, though.
1: Yeah, I mean...
2: Like, you've achieved that goal, therefore you've given yourself reason to validate.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think the same way that you seek validation, there has to be some sort of reason, whether it's, like, a backflip off a table. It's like, what I did, did it make me feel worthy? Basically, that's in my work. Like I said, this, this project I did. What I did, did it make me feel worthy and acceptable? Is it legally official and acceptable yeah i think it is i'm at peace with that internal source of validation instead of asking the world being like hey i did i did an extra two sets guys like am i worthy they're like we don't care dude i'm like i know because i didn't want to do them and then i did do them so
2: that means i proved to myself that i can keep my word to myself good job joe yeah we're just pretty much training i've been very active my whole life and i'll attest to what you say like the days that i out when I don't want to work out or I'm just like oh I just do an easy workout tournament really feeling it. end up doing a hard one mm. those are the days that like I, just, I feel better about myself and, and it's almost that, like that that reinforcement loop now that I've done it enough knows that like when you don't want to work out almost the motivation is I know that I feel better when I work out when I don't want to work out
1: yeah mm. you I, can you can stand your like maybe stand yourself isn't the right word but you feel better about yourself you like that guy the guy that showed up and did the thing He's disciplined. That to me, yeah, he's disciplined. He he's in line with the values that he wants to be as a man. He wants to be, um, he wants to be respected. He wants to be trustworthy. He wants to be reliable. Guess what? You just did those things for yourself, and no one else really knew the conversations you were having in your head. That's internal validation to me. Well, I think, so, yeah.
0: I think you know, Jocko Willing says discipline equals freedom, and for me, like in discipline, physically in my activity. I feel freedom of thought with like, and I respect myself for that day. Mm. I don't have to think too much about the way that I've showed up in the world because I know I went out and done something hard this morning mm. that most people wouldn't be doing. And I respect that. Mm. You know, it's, it's interesting, this topic of conversation, because I recently had, you know, TikTok's a, a funny old beast because it's different to all the other platforms. It has the viability that a bunch of people who don't know your context and don't know you often come across your work Mm. and i shared a clip from my episode as a guest on dylan friends Dylan buckley show and the clip was without context to i have cystic fibrosis the clip was me talking about my first really scary lung bleed at 18 and so i spoke about coughing up blood and you know the fear of like am i dying is my dad gonna see me die that that whole story that a lot of people on this show have heard me say i want to share with you quickly So it got a million views, which means a lot of fucking people it. I don't know a million people, a lot of people seen it, but the comments, hilarious. So both, I'd say it was like a, we'll say it was a 70% split of like really incredibly kind feedback and people, you know, who could speak to similar events in their life that have made them question the certain things that I spoke about and made them learn similar lessons. But I found that there was a lot of negativity. A lot, of, a lot of negativity come around me being dramatic or the way that I looked.
1: Okay.
0: And, I, and I thought about it, man, me two years ago, three years ago. It landed, huh? Oh, that would have landed. It would have crushed me. It would have crushed my confidence to a point in which I didn't post mm-hmm. for a long time or I, or I really thought about the way that I showed up in the world and really just started to then go in this spiral, this vortex of questioning my worth altogether. And this time I could look at it and giggle at the top <laughs> of my lungs. Like I had some proper laughs over some of these comments and I want to read them to you. And I questioned, firstly, I questioned why it didn't put a dent in me. Yeah. Because I posted this because the message of this for me had been so valuable in the way that I then went on to live life and look at life from that point onwards. That I thought this would be really valuable for someone who's in that position here. Is something that i think is really important so for me because i was putting this out to hopefully help someone in a similar position and i knew that it landed for a few people who who could recognize that as as something familiar for them like none of those other negative comments hurt they trump trump the um for sure so negativity. um this is um <laughs> one of them was like oh where are they so for some reason I can see all the positive comments now. Um one of them was like this dude, he would have been fifteen and he had a he was like a Tui's or Foster's can in his profile picture and he goes, Coughed up blood three times myself once, just got the fuck over and moved on. Mm. Um and I was like, That's a terry tough cunt And um one of them was why do these two guys look like they failed an audition for Bugs Life? <laughs> Would you gotta laugh at. I got a couple of um, you know, the two like the two eye emojis with like the big lips underneath and I'm like, I've got a I've got big lips and big teeth, so I get it. Um and I guess when I talk seriously, sometimes the teeth are more exposed than I'd like them to what
1: be. Did, yeah, it might be you or Dil, who are they getting at?
0: Um oh they'll crack me because 'cause I'm the majority of this clip. Oh, um
2: bugs I have comments coded.
0: Oh, so funny. <sighs> And then um, one guy goes, did he die? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> um, but just some of the comments were like, just like you could tell they were intended to to hurt
1: someone. The one, the, what was it, the ice? The, um...
0: Um, look at the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: one, what was the one where he's like, bloke bit his tongue. And...
0: Oh yeah, bloke arm... Um... <laughs> Bloke bit, bit his tongue, his tongue and though. thought he was dying. How <laughs> fucking dramatic. Um, one of them, like, just heaps of, like, bunny emojis, like, just because my teeth. But I'm like, it, it honestly, it, it, it honestly, like, it didn't hit me for a six at all because I was like, I know, I know why I posted that. And it, and it comes back to what's the motivation behind the post. Mm. And so it is, for it me, this whole conversation advice. of um, validation, I've said it a couple of times, is a question of your personal motivation and and that do you have a sense of who you are and are you proud of the way that you're showing up in the world and i think if you've got that don't get me wrong nobody likes to hear negativity and and i think we all feel it when people are are mean or purposely mean or, or try to dig the dagger in your back um as a reason to hurt you that never feels nice um But it's most certainly not going to make me change the way I feel about myself. Exactly. Does it? Does it? If I have
1: a group of who I am, like that analogy you gave before with the the football, does it pierce through the skin of the football and does it pierce the inner layer? Like that's that's the work we're doing to understand our value, to seek validation in the right places, to have a stronghold on our worth because it's aligned with the values that we have identified and really the rest makes it hard to land. Like it's hard to, it's hard to pierce through that, I guess, um, that way of being, Mm. you know, you, you can't, you can't get me with your negativity if I've done the work to know that I am valuable, that I am worthy, that I am approved. Mm. Yeah. I think, I really think maybe in in a way to close up, that's, that's the work we're doing, hundred percent. doing. Any final words from you, boys? That felt like a beautiful, natural conclusion, didn't it? Just I the don't way you, you do that, do I? No, you I don't, don't, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, no, I think, um, yeah, very interesting, very interesting topic. Um, yeah, poses some more questions for us, but I don't mind the idea of um, diving into things once, twice, three times to um, yeah to really really flesh it out. So. I think we
2: definitely could dive into this in another six months or whenever it is because, as I said, I think I've asked myself more questions than I've got answers to at the moment. I think I'm on a healthy, on the right track. But in terms of, like, my North staff and my own internal validation, I don't have the answer for that yet. But I think time will tell.
0: Well, I think the, the takeaway for me in... I think we've maybe had seven of these Three Mates episodes now. Is that all? Yeah, and it feels like so many more because I think we have... The beauty of our friendship, the three of us, is we have these conversations on a regular basis anyways, um, over coffee or a run or a swim, whatever it may be. But I think the motivation behind this has always been to identify, grow, question, explore a bunch of different topics and understand ourselves a little better as, as three mates and as three individuals and man, it's just it's just a beautiful bonus to me that it seems like it really hits and, and we have plenty of feedback on these eps from the, the people who tune in and those people come from all different walks of lives you get guys and girls but i think this tends to hit a hit a real chord or strike a real chord with a bunch of guys our age which for me is like fuck what an incredible byproduct of us just going on this journey of self-discovery and self-mastery and in that other guys who are trying to do the same, and other girls and other human beings who want to figure out who they are and, and continue to grow, seem to enjoy us deliberating on topics that may resonate with them or, or feel familiar.
1: I love, I love that, like my mum especially has has told me that she's offered the podcast as a resource to some other parents who are like, you know, I've got a teenage son that he's. He's, you know, he's, he's gone through some stuff or Let's go. he's acting out or whatever it might be. And mom's like, I've got something that I feel like I can offer mm. and we'll send the links to episodes or the podcast in general. What an awesome thing like that we can potentially be a resource to help some kids figure out the shit that we're trying to figure out, you know? Yeah. Um, and I say kids like we're kids as well. Ultimately we're just trying to figure it out. We're young men trying to figure it out. Um, helpful to us and i hope it's helpful to other people so yeah
0: bloody earth what do you say wrap Wrapper it up, up. wrap it up. up yeah thanks for being a part of the show again lads um as always another yeah. another healthy two hours of conversation which feels pretty consistent for us we get, busy we get busy um hopefully everyone enjoyed this found some value in it um as always feel free to, to flick a message send some some feedback. We don't need your validation, um, but we'll take your feedback. Give us your validation. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Take your feedback, and we would love Make your, your feedback on. Outdoor. I know we say it all the time, and not many people ever really offer up topics of conversation. But but always curious is to see what other people are challenged by, and I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, you know, we'd have a piece to say or something to to delve into. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Catch you later, lads. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of a lot to talk about. It means the world that you guys are in my corner, that you continue to listen to the show every week. And if you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it and sharing this episode in particular with just one friend that you feel would benefit from it, that would mean the world to me and it would help the show grow. The more the show grows, the bigger the guests we get on, the more that we can do and the more we can share and support you guys, the listeners, the viewers of the show. Before I go, I wanna pay my respects and recognize the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and record this podcast. The Aboriginal culture has such a rich history and storytelling and as a passionate storyteller, I really hope that the stories we share and connect with on the show can allow the many cultures that now call this beautiful land Australia their home to come together and continue to respect the stories and the culture that make this the land it is today. Thank you so much for tuning into A Lot To Talk About. I'll catch you next week.